0: what is going on everyone it is mason pierce here host of the cover 7 with mason pierce podcast and i want to let you all know about a little secret and it's called anchor by spotify it's one of the new and easiest ways to make your own podcast with everything you need all in one single place anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the comfort of your phone or computer And also, when you are hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and whatever platform you choose to post it on. It's everything you need to make a podcast in just one single place. And the best part of all, Anchor is totally free to use. So make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm, get started creating your own podcast, or start hosting on a very up-and-coming new platform. Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? It is your host, Mason Pierce, here, back at it with another episode of the Cover 7 with the Mason Pierce podcast. And, guys, I am so excited to be bringing you all this great NFL news that we have received over the past couple days since Wednesday. Um, Guys, there's not really a lot of college football news going on, but definitely. There's a lot of news regarding the Baker Mayfield situation going on in Cleveland, the Devontae Adams situation in um I almost said Arizona, the Devontae Adams situation that is going on up in Green Bay that has finally gotten resolved, and just so much more signings, re-signings, contract extensions, and so forth. So guys, before we do get into today's episode, I do want to ask y'all to please make sure that you are following the official Instagram and TikTok of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast, which is at Cover 7 with Mason Pierce, and as always, link will be in the bio of the description of the podcast and the episode. So guys, before we do get into the major news of today's episode, let's first begin, you know, just talking about y'all. I actually want to talk about y'all before we do get into the episode. I hope y'all have had a fantastic spring break if y'all are, you know, in college or school because I know I definitely have just been grinding out the podcast, trying to make sure I give y'all the best content I constantly can. I've constantly been working on the Instagram, making sure I'm updating it every day with new sport uploads because, you know considering all the news that's been going on in MLB and NFL and then a little bit of college football sprinkled in there. But I hope y'all have had fun, whether it's just hanging out with friends, going to trips, going to Florida. I know a lot of people I know have been, have been going down to Florida recently. So, But no, just let me know, you know at the official Instagram and TikTok. Just let me know in the DMs what y'all have been doing for spring break. So, alright guys, let's get right into today's episode. And the first news we have, obviously in the college football segment, is regarding SMU transfer running back Ulysses Bentley the fourth. Now, in case you don't know, Ulysses, he's been a great running back for SMU the past couple of seasons. He didn't really play a lot this past year due to injury, but the two seasons prior, he was phenomenal, you know, easily could play at any school he wanted to. So, uh, we about a week ago, he actually did that. He entered the transfer portal and he just announced on Thursday that he was going to be transferring to the University of Ole Miss. Now the one thing that does not make sense to me is the depth that Ole Miss currently has at running back with Zach Evans, who they just recently got from my school, TCU. Uh, it doesn't really make that much sense at all because I feel like if he had gone to TCU, he would definitely get a lot more touches. He definitely would still get a lot more attraction considering that TCU just signed Memphis' running back coach Steven Jones, who will also boost your chances of getting into the NFL considering his credentials he has. So, just didn't make a lot of sense, but obviously there might be something behind doors that we don't know about and that's why he chose the rebels over going to a school like tcu or going to like oklahoma state or a big 12 school that you know maybe it's an deals i know that's been a major reason why a lot of these kids have you know have not been going to big 12 schools or little small pack 12 schools like washington state you know so or like arizona but I mean, I'm. I wish nothing but the best for him, but I definitely think he would have. He'd probably be in a lot better situation if he landed up in Fort Worth. You know, no bias intended, but I mean, come on now, Ole Miss. They just got one of the best running backs in the league to transfer to their school. Like he's gonna be practically sharing reps with with um Zach and I forgot who the other guy was, but I mean SMU has three or not S. Holy my lord, Ole Miss has three starting running backs on their roster currently that could literally start at any school they wanted to, whether that's Alabama, what, I mean, literally wherever. So congrats to Ulysses for transferring to Ole Miss, but I definitely think he had a lot better options than ending up in Oxford. But anyway, that is literally it for college football, guys. I mean, I trust me, I've been craving some, you know, some breaking college football news, you know, whatever it might be. We're, you know, we're still keeping tabs on the Nico situation right now, his recruitment. I mean, he probably is going to end up having one of the craziest recruiting Um, Processes ever, and it might be actually his recruiting process that causes a lot of um, regulations to go into the NIL process. Considering that he is that one athlete that you know was being considered to get an eight million dollar NIL deal to go to a school. So, I mean, it's it's just crazy right now in the college football world. But until then, guys, I will make sure that I try and keep you all updated with anything new that's relevantly new. So, definitely make sure to continue to check out the Instagram for that. But, let's get into the NFL side of today's news, and boys, before we even begin on all the stuff that's happened in the past couple of days, the first news we need to talk about is the Devontae Adams and the Green Bay Packers situation. So, as you, so, so if you don't know, Devontae Adams, you know, all pro wide receiver, pro Bowl wide receiver, every credential you could want for a wide receiver, he has, um, he's Proven to every team in the league that he deserves to get paid as the top receiver in the league. I mean, he's just a beast on the field. Definitely, if you have not checked him out, watch his highlights on YouTube or just check him out wherever. But um, Green Bay, as we all know, they just got done signing quarterback Aaron Rodgers to a four-year, 180 million dollar contract. So the Packers, who were already in a bad cap space, just became an even more bad cap space. And yes, I know they can move around money, you know, make it a lot more back ended rather than front ended, so it could save them a lot of cap for this year. But in the long run, they will still have to pay him over 100 million something dollars. Which, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. You want to keep him, but. To sacrifice a guy like Devontae Adams, who literally is arguably one of the best players in the league, it's just insane to me. Because Aaron Rodgers will not be in the league probably longer than three years. I don't think he'll play all four years of that contract. No offense to Aaron, I just don't think he will. Because this news that just came out while I was literally watching the new Batman, and in case case y'all haven't watched the new Batman, I won't give y'all any spoilers, but it is a great movie. I mean, great movie. But (laughs) back to the topic... Um, so the Green Bay Packers, they actually traded Devontae Adams to the Las Vegas Raiders for a 2022 first-round pick and second-round pick. Now, the Raiders will also be giving Devontae Adams a five-year, $141 million contract extension just to make sure that he does stay with the Raiders you know, going long-term. This uh, Before we do get into the Green Bay side of this, I want to first talk about why Vegas made a splash by doing this. And this is because they're going to be getting... The best receiver in the league teamed up with a guy that he already has a bunch of chemistry with, and that is the Raiders starting quarterback Derek Carr. Now Derek Carr, if you don't know, went to Fresno State, was a great quarterback, and his actually his wide receiver one when he was at Fresno State was Devontae Adams. And there's been numerous times where Devontae has kind of hinted at him going to the Raiders. There's been times where he's hinted at you know Derek Carr, hey, try and get me to you know be able to come to the Las Vegas Raiders. So it officially happened. Green Bay pulled the trigger. I mean. I think it's insane that they only traded him for a first and second round pick. Now yes, I know the fact that he, you know, he was on the franchise tag and he still needs a new contract probably wasn't appealing to a lot of teams. But I mean, teams like Jacksonville the Colts who have a lot of cap space I felt like they would have pulled the trigger on this immediately if they knew all they had to give up was a first and second round pick and then sign him to that huge contract extension. But at the end of the day, it's either sign him now to this contract extension or in four to you know four to five years when you know the new league. Uh, you know, the whole salary cap just increases by millions and millions and millions. And now a wide receiver is going to be asking for quarterback money. I mean, they they already are, but quarterbacks are going to continue to ask for more. Wide receivers are going to continue to ask for more. So getting him secured for at least five years under this current contract is great. I don't know if there's a club option or a player option on this. I'm pretty sure there probably wasn't just because, you know, how good of a player he is. He probably wasn't going to let them do a club option. But wouldn't be shocked considering the amount of money that Vegas did give him. But regardless, that is insane, the fact that Green Bay pulled the trigger on this. And apparently Aaron Rodgers already knew that Devontae was not going to return to the Packers. And he still signed that contract extension with Green Bay. So, in my opinion, it looks like you know Aaron Rodgers is simply saying, you know what? I'm just going to get paid these last couple of years so I can go into retirement. I mean, he, I mean, he already has a lot of money from State Farm commercials, Jeopardy, etc. I mean, it's not like he's struggling. But, you know, getting 100, $180 million more dollars is not going to hurt him. So, he figured, you know what? Just play four more years. You know, we win a Super Bowl, we win a Super Bowl. If not, it is what it is. That's kind of the attitude I am feel like he's giving off almost because, I mean, if he's not pissed at the fact that his best receiver he's ever had, I mean, no offense to Randall Cobb or, you know, Jordy Nelson or any of those receivers, but Devontae Adams easily was the sole reason why Aaron Rodgers played MVP football because down in the red zone, always was going to Aaron Rodgers. Third and long, Aaron, or not Aaron Rodgers. Oh, did I just say Aaron? <laughs> no, I not mean Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers would always be doing it to Devontae Adams. Third and long, Devontae Adams. So, it just, I don't. I mean I knew they were going to trade him or they were going to have to release him but I mean I mean yeah they're still getting a great, great amount of compensation for him but those first and second round picks you're taking a 50/50 chance that they'll even make half of what Devontae Adams has done for the Packers I mean he it's it, it's under it's an understatement to say that he has been the soul you know the heart and soul pretty much of that offense because without Devontae Adams that Packard offense was not is non-existent. I mean, genuinely, because you saw it in the wild card game against the Forty ers He practically had all their receiving yards. He was practically the only reason Aaron Rodgers didn't look as bad as he already did. So, well, I mean, it. it I'm, I'm honestly, I'm happy for my Raiders fans because I know they've been needing a true wide receiver one for a long time now. I mean, once they traded Amari Cooper to the Cowboys back in twenty nine twenty no twenty eighteen when they traded Amari to the Cowboys back in twenty eighteen. They just never really had a solid wide receiver one. So getting literally an all-pro wide receiver and a guy that could easily become one of the best to ever do it in Devontae Adams for only a first and second round pick and also making sure that, you know, your quarterback knows that you are wanting to move forward with him, that is just insane. I mean, that genuinely shows Derek Carr, hey, we can do something. I mean, they literally made something out of nothing last year after the whole John Gruden situation. hit Henry Ruggs' situation, even the Nate Hobbs' situation. I mean, the Raiders had a horrible year last year, and yet they still made it to the wild card game and gave Cincinnati, who ended up making the Super Bowl, a run for their money. So, once again, great trade for the Las Vegas Raiders. Green Bay, I don't know why the heck you chose Aaron Rodgers over Devontae Adams, but I guess you all see a future, you know, still four years of constantly choking in the NFC Championship, and that's fine. But yes, that is it is official news. Devontae Adams is officially a Las Vegas Raider. Now guys, that is like kind of the huge, huge news. But let's get on to some more um, contract extension news, some releases, and like like I did on Wednesday's episode, I'm kinda just I'm kinda just gonna do it team by team just to make it a little bit easier for y'all to understand and make it a little bit easier for me so y'all aren't having to constantly wonder what the heck I'm talking about and why I'm going from Tampa Bay to Philadelphia back to Tampa Bay to Cowboys and then, you know, etc. So the first news we have is regarding the Los Angeles Rams. They're signing wide receiver Allen Robinson to a three-year, $46.5 million deal. I, I absolutely love this for L.A. because it gives them a true outside and true, you know, deep, he pass threat and even red zone threat because of his size. If you've watched Allen Robinson, whether he was in Chicago or whether when he was drafted into, into Jacksonville, dude is a stud. And I mean, and the fact that they only got they literally got him on a three or forty six and a half million, honestly, was definitely not. I don't want to say underpaid because it wasn't underpaid. They're still paying him a lot, but definitely is a good size contract for a guy that literally is a is all pro caliber. Now he's made one Pro Bowl, but he has he has all pro caliber, you know, skill. I mean, and also another thing to remember, he's had quarterbacks like Mitchell Trubisky, Blake Bortles, his whole career. I mean, he's known nothing other than that. He's had Nick Foles as a starting quarterback. He's had, let's see, he had, he's had Justin Fields as a starting quarterback. No offense to Justin. I mean, he kind of got put in a bad situation with Chicago coming out of Ohio State. But, you know, now that he's going to have a guy like Matt Stafford who's coming off a Super Bowl win who practically had an gr- amazing season. And kind of showed why he's worth all the money that the Rams gave him even to begin with. And why they traded all that to get him. So now he's going to finally play with a true you know, franchise quarterback. And getting a guy like Allen Robinson and the potential he had even coming out of Penn State. I mean it is insane. So once again good pickup for the Rams. I really don't know how this is going to affect the other receivers. I don't know if this is going to affect OBJ coming back. I know the Rams parties kind of said like hey we're going to you know, still keep OBJ. But I think the fact that OBJ is only aging, and the fact he's going to be coming off another ACL tear, is not going to really help his price. Now, if he comes back for a cheap, like two million, three million dollar deal, you know, you know, either like a two, two year, six million, one year, three million, something like that, I could definitely see the Rams signing him. But the Rams, and I know, you know, they somehow miraculously always make cap space, but I don't think in this situation you really want to just absolutely kill your cap space to keep a guy like OBJ who possibly could get end up who could possibly end up getting injured again and then you're wasting that three million in cap that could have gone somewhere else now do I think that OBJ is still is you know do I think OBJ will still get signed by another team absolutely OBJ still has that talent OBJ will probably end up bouncing back and having another season like he did with the Rams now do I want to solely blame everything that happened in Cleveland on Baker Mayfield no because once again OBJ was injured for about half of his tenure in Cleveland, and the other half, you know, yes, Baker Mayfield made a lot of dumb reads and made a lot of dumb decisions, but there was times where, you know, Odell has to make a certain catch, like, the quarterback can't always do pinpoint accuracy, you know, like making Patrick Mahomes throws, so it, it is what it is, honestly, definitely something to watch out for, but yeah, the LA Rams, they have signed Allen Robinson. Now the next news we have is regarding the Cincinnati Bengals. They have signed tight end Hayden Hurst to a one-year deal. I think this is great after losing C.J. Uzama. U- 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 yeah, I can't. I never really knew, knew how to pronounce his last name. But the Bengals are signing Hayden Hurst. I think this is fantastic. He never really got a shot in Baltimore when he got drafted out of South Carolina, simply due to the fact that they already had Mark Andrews. I think they had Nick Nick Boyle too. So it, he was really always de- uh, deep on the depth chart. And then he got traded to Atlanta. And then, obviously, as we all know, Atlanta drafted Kyle Pitts out of Florida. Kyle obviously took the tight end one position, putting you know Hayden as a practically a blocking tight end. And, obviously, he chose to test out free agency. And now he's going to a team that can really kind of build at the tight end position around him rather than him having to you know work to get up to tight end one. Now, do I think that they will still chase another guy like Gronk if he does test? Free agency. Now, yes, I know Tom Brady coming back to Tampa Bay is obviously going to be a huge factor where you know Gronk goes, and I think he'll end up staying in, in Tampa Bay. But I do think if the Bengals get a guy like Gronkowski, at least for two to three years, they'll definitely take him. But if the Cincinnati Bengals end up just having Hayden Hurst, he's still a great starting tight end. I mean, he's a great receiver. He's he can, he can block decently too. So great pickup for Cincinnati. The next news we have it's regarding the Philadelphia Eagles. Now this one is one of the more head scratching news that I that I saw on Thursday. And yes, I understand partially, but at the same time I don't because this guy is such a good player. The Philadelphia Eagles have released longtime defensive tackle Fletcher Cox. Now dude has been an all pro his whole career. He's been a pro bowler his whole career. And I know there have been rumors that he was gonna that you know teams are calling to trade for him and You know, his contract wasn't, you know, wasn't the greatest for Philly or Philly didn't like how much money they were having to pay him. Do I think Philly should have at least tried to reconstructure his contract or at least, you know, figure out a way to at least keep him? Because at the same time, he's still a huge presence on the field. He may not be putting up the same exact stats he did back in 2015, 2016, 2017, but he's still putting up numbers. and He's still a great leader for the rest of that, you know, Eagles defensive line with guys like not Montez Sweat, but with guys like Josh Sweat and, um, Oh, what's his face? The guy that they signed from Pittsburgh. I can't even remember his name. I'm so sorry. But I, I don't think them releasing Fletcher was a smart move. Now they could have traded for him. I heard his market was high. I've heard a lot of teams are calling about him, were giving up a lot to get him. But I guess at the end, you know, I, I guess they just wanted to release him. So yeah, he definitely will have a huge market. I know, you know, my <laughs> Cowboys definitely should probably try and go after him. But you know, knowing us, that we're too cheap for that. So. Definitely watch out for a lot of teams to be interested in them and for a lot of teams to definitely pay a lot of high dollar prices to get the very talented defensive tackle that Fletcher Cox is. Uh, The next news we have is regarding my Dallas Cowboys. Um, The Dallas Cowboys, they released right tackle Lael Collins. Now, I kind of have mixed opinion. I, I I kind of have mixed feelings about this, and I don't want to make this you know just only bias, like what I personally think. Because you had you do have to look at the statistics, and you do have to look at the fact that he's aging and he's not the same you know tackle he you know he always was. Um, personally, I think we should have at least kept him. Maybe tried to get him to shrink his contract a little bit, make make it a lot more team friendly, considering the kind of off year he did have. And yes, he didn't look like the same layout, especially after his three game suspension at the beginning of the year. But he still was solid. I mean, he was still one of the cornerstones of that offensive line, especially with Tyron Smith, who practically now is made out of glass. And cause he, I mean, he's only getting older. and I mean, there's nothing he can control. But we've seen Tyron Smith more on the I.L. than we've seen him on any, you know, just any around I.R. than we've seen him even on the field. And unfortunately, it was looking like Leo Collins is doing the same exact thing that Tyron Smith, that Tyron Smith is doing. So I guess Jerry and all them were just, you know, trying to get on top of it kind of shocked we didn't trade him I think a lot of teams may have thought that they were going to release him anyway so they kind of just backed out you know another Fletcher Cox situation but Leo still had that talent he still shows it I mean he still had great moments and yes he still had a lot of bad moments this season getting beat along the edge getting beat inside by you know average Joes you could say but he still deserves to be on the team. I don't think Terrence Still is exactly ready yet. He showed a lot of readiness, but I don't think he's ready for a full, you know, 17-game schedule. But I guess we're going to have to see now because the Cowboys have officially released Lael Collins. Now, the next news we have is regarding the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons have signed cornerback Casey Hayward to a two-year, $11 million contract. I think this is a great pickup for Atlanta because teaming him up with A.J. Terrell, kind of that veteran presence to help, you know, build AJ Terrell a lot more because I remember his rookie year it was looking like a complete bust but AJ came back in his second year and absolutely showed off and now that you've got another starting you know starting caliber corner to the right of him in Casey Hayward is absolutely fantastic so great pickup for the Falcons the next news we have it's regarding the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they have signed wide receiver Chris Godwin to a three-year 60 million dollar contract after they had originally placed the franchise tag on him I mean, this is a no-brainer, definitely the Tom Brady effect kicking in because Chris obviously probably is going to want out of Tampa Bay since Tom Brady did retire. But the fact that Tom Brady is at least going to come back for a year or two, you know, Chris is like, you know what, I'm at least going to get paid for, you know, two of those years. And then, you know, you never know what happens. Kyle Trask could become the next Tom Brady for all we know because, once again, he is going to be sitting behind Tom Brady for a couple more years We don't know how long Tom Brady Brady could play till he's 50 for all we know. So, great pickup for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they even got Russell Gage, too, to kind of fill that slot position or rotational outside receiver. So, great pickup so far for the Buccaneers. They're being smart. They waited, and it definitely paid off. So, the next news we have is regarding the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are signing outside linebacker Von Miller to a six-year, $120 million contract. Now, this one, it makes sense why the Bills signed him, but it doesn't make sense why the Bills gave up so much money to get him. Now, Vaughn Miller's still a great edge rusher. I mean, he still has a great first step in his, and, you know, great spin move that he does, and he's still a great tackler. Like, he doesn't miss most of the sacks he's able to get. But paying paying for six years and $120 million for a guy that's already in his 30s, there's nothing wrong with Vaughn, but I don't it's six years from now, or even four years from now, you're gonna be regretting this contract simply for the fact that he is aging and he's not gonna be he's not gonna have that same elusiveness and explosiveness off the edge that he did back in his late twenties and, you know, early thirties. So it's still a great pickup for Buffalo. I think it'll be a great signing for at least the next two to three years. But when you get to the later part of that contract it's really gonna to start to hurt because once again, the Bills are going to have to start paying a lot more people. The Josh Allen contract extension is going to kick in. The Stephon Diggs contract extension is going to kick in. And it's going to be cap heck. i not going to say, the, you know, but it's going to be cap heck for the Buffalo Bills. Either way, it's still a great signing. Don't think I'm being a negative Nancy about it. I would love the fact Buffalo went out and said, you know what? Jerry Hughes is only getting older as well. But we need a guy that's going to be a lot more talented and has already proven he still has it in him. So they went out and got Vaughn Miller. So, great signing I definitely wish Jerry would have been after him but for that asking price definitely makes a lot more sense why Buffalo went after him so the next news we have is also regarding the Buffalo Bills and the Bills are signing tight end OJ Howard to a to just I think it was a one year one or two year deal this is great for Buffalo actually considering that Dawson Knox is still kind of getting acclimated to the NFL ranks and the fact that you're getting a guy like O.J. Howard, who had so much potential when he got drafted out of Alabama. And, yeah, he wasn't utilized as much as he probably should have been when he was with Tampa Bay. But he still showed f- glimpses of what he could be. And I think Buffalo just could not pass up on that. So they went out and got him. So teaming him up with Dawson Knox probably is going to be good, having a 1-2 tandem. you know. So great signing for the Buffalo Bills. And finally, the last news we have for the Buffalo Bills, they have released wide receiver Cole Beasley. This one's not really shocking because, obviously, both sides really didn't want to still be together. And the fact that Buffalo also will be getting like $8 million million off of their salary cap. So that also adds on to the fact that, you know, hey, I think it's best we split our ways. No one wants to trade for you because they know we're going to end up releasing you. So best situation is just do it now, get it over with, and then you can better your future and we can better our future. So Cole Beasley is officially a free agent. I have no clue who he's going to sign with. I know a lot of Cowboys fans have been saying, bring Cole home, bring Cole home. But I don't think Cole's going to want to come back to Dallas, considering how Dallas kind of just said, you know what, go go wherever you want. We don't really care if you leave. And right now, I think with how bad the front office and Steven Jones has been for the Dallas Cowboys, unless they give him a stupid amount of money that he even knows himself is not worth – I don't think we are going to see Cole Beasley back in Dallas, but regardless, he's a great slot receiver and definitely expect him to have a decent market for teams that are in desperate need of a slot receiver. The next news we have, and this is some more Vegas you know, Vegas Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders have signed edge rusher Chandler Jones to a contract that is worth about seventeen million a season. Once again, Las Vegas said, You know what? I'm tired of hearing all these we're not good enough on defense because you know the raiders have always been known for being hard nosed and aggressive and that was mostly coming from the defense so they they you know they finally said you know what screw this we're going to actually prove that we really want to become better so they went out and got a guy like chandler jones who has been phenomenal this past year was phenomenal the year before and his whole tenure in arizona so great pickup for the las vegas raiders and then also the las vegas las vegas raiders made a trade in order to get chandler jones they traded defensive end Yannick Ngakwe, who they signed the past offseason to a 2-year, $20 million deal. They traded him to the Indianapolis Colts for cornerback Rakia Sin. I think it was more just clearing cap space. Now they do get a cornerback, which they are in desperate need of after losing Casey Hayward, but once again, Rocky Sin has proved to be a cons- he's been a consistent starter. I wouldn't say he's been a great starter, but he has been a pretty decent one, so Kind of, they still got value in return, and he, and he's still on his rookie contract. So, great pickup for the Raiders, and once again, great signing by the Raiders. So, the Raiders, I mean, watch out, because they started slow at the beginning of the free agency period, but who have they been coming back? <laughs> have they been coming back? Uh, the next news we have is regarding the Cleveland Browns, and the Cleveland Browns are releasing tight end Austin Hooper. Not a shock at all, because they re-signed David Njoku. Um... Austin Hooper kind of had a 2020 and 2021 season after getting signed to a huge contract from Atlanta, or when he was coming out of Atlanta to the Cleveland Browns. So it he never really he never really possessed what the Browns wanted in a tight end, and unfortunately, I mean he they just gave him too huge of a contract not to live up to what he was getting paid, and ultimately the Browns said, you know what, we got to get rid of you, and that's what they did. Uh, The next news we have, it's regarding the Cleveland Browns and their quarterback, Baker Mayfield. As we've all seen, Baker's been very displeased with how the Browns have not signed him to a long-term extension to remain their quarterback. So he's kind of saying, you know what, forget this, I want out. So he officially requested a trade, but the Browns have been refusing to trade Baker Mayfield for the fact that Deshaun Watson has officially eliminated them from his sweepstakes. So they have to have at least a quarterback for this year until the draft next year. But, as we all know, Baker Mayfield's not just going to want to be a you know one-year rental for him, and then he doesn't get, you know, it just terminates his value even more than it already is. Because if they traded him after the 2018 season, he probably would have gotten a first-round pick for him. Now, if you trade him, you might get a fourth or fifth. So, it's one of those situations where he still wants to be able to get paid, and he just knows if he stays in Cleveland, considering they don't have... Jarvis anymore. They don't have OBJ anymore. Yes, they got Amari, but they also lost Rashard Higgins and they kind of have no one else besides Amari. They have David Njoku who's good, but besides that, they have literally no one else. So definitely expect Baker Mayfield to end up, you know, going to a, you know a quarterback hungry team, possibly the Texans once they re- they get rid of Deshaun Watson unless, you know, they don't get a quarterback in return. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the whole Baker Mayfield thing. I don't want to say he's necessarily going to leave Cleveland, but I know he probably wants to, but I think his best option probably would be able to just stick it out one more year in Cleveland and then hit the free agency market going into next offseason. Now, we've got some Washington Commander news. Uh, the Washington Commanders have released defensive tackle Matt Ioannidis. Not really too shocking. He's kind of has a decent-sized contract, and he's pretty aged so they're going to definitely want to get move on from him go younger as i know there's probably going to be they're probably end up drafting defensive tackle to replace his role on the team and then the next news we have is regarding the washington Commanders. still they have released offensive guard eric flowers once again not really shocking as he is you know getting there getting up there in age he has a semi-decent sized contract not really that big but he has a decent sized contract and he kind of just played horrible after getting traded Back to Washington after signing with Miami. Did he sign? Yeah, I think he signed with Miami a while back. No, he got traded to Miami and then got traded back to Washington. So I guess Washington kind of said, "You know what? Forget this. He's not worth it all that first-round pick, you know, hype that he had when he got picked by the New York Giants a couple years back." So Eric Flowers is on the market in case you know any team needs a guard. You know, cough, cough, Cowboys. (laughs) <laughs> but the next news we have is regarding the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are signing free safety Marcus May to a three-year, $28.5 million contract. I absolutely love this for the Saints, considering that they just lost starting safety Marcus Williams to the Baltimore Ravens. And then just add on the fact that Marcus May was so underused with the New York Jets, and that I know the Cowboys last off-season were thinking about trading for him, and I know a lot of teams were trading for him before he ultimately just stayed with the um, New York Jets and the fact that also the New York Jets franchise tagged him last offseason, which ended up keeping him in New York. So, great signing for the New Orleans Saints, considering the fact that they're only paying him really about $8 million a year. So, eight and a half, eight and a half million million-ish a year for a guy that literally is an all-pro caliber starting safety in the NFL. So great signing for the New Orleans Saints. The Jacksonville Jaguars are signing cornerback Darius Williams to a 3 $39 million contract. I love this signing for the Jacksonville Jaguars because teaming him up with another guy like Shaquille Griffin, who they signed last offseason, who actually played pretty decently for the Jacksonville Jaguars this past offseason. So having you know Darius as your cornerback 2, having Shaquille as your cornerback 1, Having Tyson Campbell as your quarterback three for the Jaguars is absolutely fantastic. So, great pickup for the Jacksonville Jaguars. The next signing we have is regarding the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens have signed right tackle Morgan Moses to a three-year, $15 million contract. Once again, very underused when he was with the Washington Commanders. I mean, he wasn't great with Washington. He never really possessed, you know pro bowl level play all pro level play but he was a solid starter the new york jets ended up signing him they signed him or they trade for him this is all last offseason now my brain is like scrambled eggs right now trying to think of all this but he ended up with the new york jets last offseason and he actually did pretty good for him this this year so he ended up getting a decent sized contract with the ravens five million a year and considering that the ravens lost Alejandro villanueva and they haven't really had anyone consistent at the right tackle position after losing Ronnie Stanley, which pretty much means once Ronnie Stanley comes back healthy, he'll end up taking back his right tackle position, and then they'll move Morgan Moses over to the left tackle position. Now the next news we have is regarding the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks are signing linebacker Uchina in Wosu to a two-year $20 million contract. Very underrated signing. He, he's he been great with the Chargers his whole career and definitely gives him a much-needed boost to tag along with you know, starting linebacker now, Jordan Brooks. So great pickup for the Seattle Seahawks. The next news we have is regarding the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals have signed former Minnesota Vikings first-round pick cornerback Jeff Gladney to a to a, to a two-year deal. I mean, he just got found not guilty on those. um I think it was domestic violence charges that he had that had been filed against him about I think late 2020. And I'm so happy that he's, he's able to still be in the NFL because, I mean, not even two days after this happened and he already was visiting with the Arizona Cardinals and then ultimately ended up getting that two-year deal. Jeff, honestly, is an amazing cornerback. I loved when he was playing for my TCU Horned Frogs because he was so good. I he, He's kind of a mix of everything. I mean, if you want to put him in the slot, you can put him in the slot. If you want to put him in the outside, you can put him in the outside. He's very he's a very versatile corner, and I wish him nothing but the best with the Cardinals who desperately need cornerback help. Now, the next news we have is regarding the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers have signed wide receiver Rashard Higgins to a one-year deal. Very underrated signing once again because having that number three receiver now with D.J. Moore and Robbie Anderson is great. It gives, um, I mean, we don't even really know who the Carolina Panthers are going to have at starting quarterback. I mean, right now it's probably Sam Darnold, but I definitely expect them, if they do end up getting Deshaun Watson, probably losing one of their star receivers. So it might be... You know, they're going to need someone to step up into that wide receiver two position, which allows them to put Rashad Higgins there, who easily could be a starting receiver. He's not going to be, ever make a pro bowl or all pro, but he's going to be a very consistent and great starting, um, uh, starting receiver in the league. Now, the next news we have is regarding the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this is probably the best signing out of the whole day, in my opinion. The Pittsburgh Steelers are signing linebacker Miles Jack to a two-year, $16 million contract. Miles Jack is an all-pro level linebacker. I mean, he is, I remember at UCLA when he was a two-way player, he played on offense and played on defense, and I thought, this kid's going to be a stud in the NFL, gets drafted to the Jacksonville Jaguars, has been underrated his whole career considering that, you know, Jacksonville notoriously has been known for having no defense. But that 2017 season, he absolutely carried that defense alongside him, him, Calais Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe, Jalen Ramsey, and just, A.J. Bouye, all those great players, he was part of that defense. He still played great Pro, pro Bowl-level defense. He never really made a lot of Pro Bowls, considering the fact that he's just underrated extremely, and a lot of people really don't know about him. So the fact that Pittsburgh Steelers are getting this guy for $8 million a season is insane. But in order to do this, the Pittsburgh Steelers had to release linebacker Joe Schobert, which is a decent loss, but you're getting a guy like Miles Jack, who probably could get paid $15 million plus a season, and you're literally signing him to a 2-year $16 million contract and you're only having to pay him you're only having to pay him half of that that is just insane so great job by the Steelers i mean the Steelers are probably an attractive team to play for right now considering they got Brian Flores as one of their defensive coaches so huge for them uh, the Miami Dolphins are expected to sign running back Raheem Mostert to a 1-year $3 million contract it's good signing for Miami. He's going to have to split time with Chase Edmonds, but nothing less is a great pickup. The Miami Dolphins are also signing fullback Alec Engle to a two-year, $15 million contract. Once again, I don't think they really needed to sign him, but still nothing less is a great blocking tight end and actually a pretty good, not tight end, fullback, and is also a pretty good receiving fullback, too. So, great pickup for them. The next news we have, the Philadelphia Eagles are resigning GM Howie Roseman to a three-year contract extension. So... Eagles prepared to still get used to a lot of bad drafting. Uh, he'll make a couple splashes in free agency, but will still continue to make really bad draft picks. So, but no, I mean, how are we starting to show some signs of improvement? But I definitely do think a lot of Philly fans are going to want to move on from him and move it to a different direction. The next news we have is regarding the New York Giants. They're releasing their starting safety Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan, not Ryland. Logan Ryan. Uh, they're simply probably just getting rid of him for contract reasons and trying to create more cap space. I mean he's played good. I mean I mean Xavier McKinney obviously he's on the come up and he probably would end up taking that spot once Logan Ryan's contract was over with. but I definitely stu- still think that Logan Ryan and Xavier McKinney in the same you know safety room is still good because obviously Julian Love is going into free agency and it allows for them to push Xavier McKinney over into the strong safety position while allowing Logan Ryan to still play this uh, free safety position and they would still have a decent secondary. So I have no clue honestly. The next news we have is regarding the Tennessee Titans. The Titans have released wide receiver Julio Jones. Now, I know this, you know, now I know you're probably like, "Why didn't you make this like one of the more breaking news?" No, no, no. no. It's not really that breaking. Ryan Tannehill did not utilize him at all in Tennessee. Julio struggled on and off with injuries and it was kind of just a, it was just a cluster bomb when he was in Tennessee. I mean, he just genuinely, besides that one amazing catch he had against the Bills, he never really did anything with the Titans. And considering the fact that he's on a $20 million, I think, a year contract or something near that, he's not worth having on your team. So Tennessee obviously saw there was no future with him with the team, and they decided to release him. Now, I know they didn't give up a stupid amount to get him. I think it was like a third and fifth round pick, so it wasn't like a lot. But do I think they should have given up on him so quickly? I think they should have waited until the trade deadline, probably in my opinion. See what he does, because you never know. He might, and from what I've heard, he's gonna probably sign with a contender on a cheap deal, and then end up, you know, doing kind of what OBJ did, get regain his value, and then end up signing a huge deal with another team the following season. But definitely think Tennessee should have at least tried to re- reconstruct his contract. Um, I mean, if Julio obviously didn't want to do that, then yeah, obviously release him. But Yeah, it's still a huge loss, though. Um, The Chicago Bears are releasing linebacker Danny Trevathan. I mean, Danny just hasn't really been playing that great recently. He played great back in 2018. You know, the monster's the midway defense, but hasn't really done much since. Now, that is it for the NFL side of today's episode. And, guys, there's going to continue to be so much more news and so much more Just free agency, draft, whatever it might be. So if y'all want to continue to stay up to date and not have to wait every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for these episodes, make sure to go check out the Instagram. I'm telling you, I make sure to post almost every five minutes if there's anything new. So please go check it out. Link always is in the bio. So the next news we have is going to be the MLB side of things. Now, once again, MLB is starting to regain a lot more heat considering they just re-signed or they just agreed to a new CBA, which allows, you know, everyone to be happy. Owners are going to still make more money. Players are going to make more money. And everyone just gets to be happy. We get baseball back. So (laughs) um, Thursday was the first day we had spring games coming back, so that was amazing. But let's get into a lot of contract news and just trades in general. The Oakland Athletics are trading third baseman Matt Chapman to the Toronto Blue Jays in exchange just for four minor league prospects. Uh the Blue Jays fleeced the Oakland Athletics in a simple way to put it because no offense Oakland right now is a dumpster fire. They're kind of just getting rid of whatever thing has value. They're literally taking the phrase money ball to an extreme, getting rid of Matt Olson to the Braves earlier on in the week, and now they're getting rid of their starting third baseman, Matt Chapman, who honestly is a all is an all-star type player. So I mean they're just trying to get rid of whatever they can that has value. The next news we have is the Philadelphia Phillies. They have signed outfielder Kyle Schwarber to a four-year, $79 million contract. Definitely a huge contract to give an aging outfielder. Now, he might, you know, with the universal DH coming to the National League, it makes a lot of sense because, A, if they want to put him at the DH position, that's perfectly fine because it allows for them to have a great you know slugging dh because i mean we saw what he did with the washington nationals last year before the end of the first half of the season when he had like a 15 game streak of home runs so he still has a lot of juice left in the tank but four-year, 79 79 million dollar contract is still a lot of money to give up for a aging slugger the next news we have is regarding the kansas city royals they have signed right-handed pitcher zach granke to a one-year 13 million dollar contract I think it's funny that he's ending up back with the Royals considering how they are the team that drafted him and they're also one of the teams that he literally drove himself out of just due to issues that he had with the team. But the Royals need pitching, like, bad. So they're giving the almost 40-year-old right-handed pitcher, Zach Greinke, $13 million to return back to the team. The next news we have is regarding the Colorado Rockies. And, yes, it's not Trevor Story. (laughs) They didn't resign Trevor Story. Uh, the Colorado Rockies, they actually had a different idea. They moved over one more slot in the infield, and that they signed third baseman Chris Bryant to a seven-year, $182 million contract. Oh, I think this is, in my opinion, it makes a lot more sense because Chris probably wanted to go back more over the West Coast as he is from Nevada, and also the fact that they gave him so much money, too just to play in a stadium where he could possibly hit 30 plus home runs every season and can boost his stats even more just to make more all-star games do i think he's going to stay that whole contract no i give it two years at most and then he'll end up getting traded as like a trade deadline piece to a team because the rockies are going to realize how bad that contract is once he ages so but either way great signing for the rockies great great signing for chris Bryant is he's getting the literal bag but it's not a sign that's gonna be good long term. It's just gonna it's one of those things where it's in the moment. And they're like, You know what? Here you go. Here's hundred and eighty two million. Don't make us regret it in three years, and they're gonna probably end up regretting it in three years. So uh the next news we have is regarding the San Francisco Giants. They're signing outfielder Jock Peterson to a one year six million dollar deal. Once again, with the with the whole Universal DH coming to the National League, it makes a lot of sense to the, for them to get a guy like Jock Peterson, who is literally a home run, a strikeout type guy. Kind of like Joey Gallo. If y'all don't know Joey Gallo, he literally has the most strikeouts in the league, but he also almost leads the league in home runs every year. So great signing for the Giants. Um, the Los Angeles Dodgers, they are signing first baseman Freddie Freeman to a six-year, $162 million contract. I want to say I'm surprised, but I'm not. Once again, I already said that, and I think it was in Wednesday's episode, I said that I expected Freddie to end up signing with the Dodgers considering the fact that his wife and her friends were already in Dodgers Stadium and the fact that Freddie is from California and the fact that the Braves traded for Matt Olsen from the Oakland A's just pretty much solidified the fact that he was gone. Now, I know the Red Sox, Yankees, and a lot of other teams were after him. The Yankees re-signed Anthony Rizzo. And the Red Sox, I don't think really were going to be a great fit for him because, you know, being up in Boston, it's not always the greatest thing ever. So definitely going to a city like L.A. where you're going to have a lot more opportunities to make a lot more money, too, whether it's advertisement deals and just being for a literally playing for a um, World Series championship caliber team with the Dodgers. So great pickup for the Dodgers. Now they've solidified that first base position for a long time. Now, guys, that is it for today's episode. I know these episodes are getting a little bit longer, but I promise y'all once everything dies down a little bit, they will definitely get back to the 25, 30-minute range. But, guys, I hope y'all really did enjoy today's episode. I know I enjoyed making it for y'all. But before y'all do leave, make sure to please follow the official Instagram and TikTok of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast at Cover 7 with Mason Pierce. Guys, I hope y'all have a fantastic weekend. I hope y'all watch a lot of baseball. Make sure to also watch a lot of March Madness. There's a lot of good games. I know I'll be repping my TCU Horn Frogs tonight as they take on Seton Seton Hall. Give them hell, TCU. (laughs) But as always, guys, I hope y'all have a fantastic weekend, and I will catch y'all back on Monday. Peace.